1: Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonnington and Dan Malecki. Hello and welcome back to the Friday Form Panel. Gareth's been doing it for the last hour of the Friday Form Panel, so we're welcoming you back. I've got to get that changed. Dan Maleki to join very soon. He's not with us. I think he is with us now. Hello, Mr. Malecki. How are you this Friday morning?
0: Good morning, Jason. I'm well.
1: Um, I'll tell you what, I'll give you an early question. Right before we get stuck into the form, there are four runners uh, tomorrow night at uh, Melton Park. Can't call it call Park anymore. Melton Park that are $1.55 or shorter. One of them over $2.30, which was a travesty to nature because I didn't find it. I never do find them early. Um, and they are cipher: Tempting Tigress, Queen Alida, and Aralakawi. Now, are any of them... Are any of them too short? I've got one that I think is far too short in the three. The other three, I'm happy enough to take the short odds about. What
0: about mm. you? Interesting, isn't it? Uh, tempting tigress. You wouldn't want any shorter. I mean, it deserves to be favourite. Um, in cipher, that's the interesting one. In cipher, one dollar fifty-five at the moment. Uh, look, it's probably the right price, but uh, again, wouldn't want any shorter. Queen Elida, wow, she was terrific last start. How could you possibly go against her? But at a dollar thirty-five, I think Ultimate Stride, um, you could be attracted to. Who was the other one, Jace? Arawa Cowie. Yeah, Arawa Look, he's in great form, obviously, and deserving of being favourite. But uh, you know, he's been at a quite a backable price most of the way through this campaign. <laughs> um, but he's got the good draw. Um, look, they're all. They're all at their right price, if you know what I mean. I I can't see how or why they would start shorter. So they're no. Often we can find some uh, odds onies uh, that still look like they're over the odds. I think all of those are at the price that um <coughs> excuse me that they won't get any shorter or they shouldn't get any shorter.
1: Yeah, I reckon there's one. We'll talk about it a little bit later. I reckon there's one that's far too short, far 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 too short. I'll say it now. I think Owekohe is way too short, given the SP profile. And as you mentioned, all the way through the campaign, you've been able to back Kelly at a price, even last start in the heat of the final that uh, he contests at Melton tomorrow night. And I think that asking you to, you know, take a dollar forty-five now, when I think he was really good last week, but a horse called Sir Patrick spotted him about 25 metres and got within the length. Um, so forty-five, and I also reckon that the temptation's got to be. So this race is worth 30 large, and there's a couple of quick beginners off the front row. And I think that the temptation's going to be for maybe over and out, but definitely don't touch the duco to at least say, all right, I know, Ocoee, you've shown a little bit of early speed, a little bit more than we maybe thought you had the last couple of starts, but you're still not really quick out. So we're just going to give you a little bit of a... A test run and see if you can uh, see if you can hold us out because I think also at don't touch the duco wouldn't hand up to Orlando Kelly but we're jumping the gun the first race in the card is at one minute before five o'clock and I'll we'll be talking to Connor Clark, uh, Andy Gath and Nathan Jack on burning questions. Connor will be driving major major now. Here's a really interesting scenario in the first Dan because Slide Terror has half proven to us in in some ways that. He doesn't love leading. Um, two of the last four starts he's led, and he's been run down. Um, once by, you know, four starts back by a horse, you, you wouldn't think he's in the same class as Loterra. Couldn't win the final event over 1,200 metres uh, last weekend. It's at $3. Major Major's got a little bit of early speed. Major Watson could have a crack. You'd think that Major Major would hold it. The question is what happens from there, because there's a horse called Irvine who will be um, behind the leader if Major Major leads. And when I went through the stats, and you don't often find nuggets like this, Irvine has been in a trailing role behind the leader three times in its career for three wins. So it's if it's behind the leader, I'm liking the $5.50. What are your thoughts on the terminal event?
0: I like, we better believe it again. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think the odds are quite generous. It's $6 each way. Um, horse that can punch through, hold a spot, even if it's midfield. I think he's a very good chaser as well. Um, he probably just needs clear air in the last uh, 300 metres and um, he can be finishing over the top. I think he comes out of potentially, possibly some stronger races. Uh, he, he's got each way odds. Uh, why is Irvine and Major Major and our Uncle Jim shorter odds than we better believe it? I can't believe it.
1: Well, our Uncle Jim I don't know about, but the Dean Brown factor is always significant. Nathan, Jack, will he take that drive? Probably will if uh, if it gets right. Uh, now, so the, the reason is there was a very long-standing stat, long, long-standing, and I don't know the reason for it exactly, but the first race on the Melton card, probably because it's quite often a very even race because they want to program that for the thoroughbred punters Um, a thoroughbred style, even race so they've got a chance for each way betting, was the most peg-dominated race at Melton Mm. by a long, long way. For one reason or t'other. Maybe you've still got the warm weather and the track's racing faster. Maybe it's because of that even field. But that's why I believe they are shorter than we better believe it. And also maybe I reckon you're being... You're being a little um, a little generous and kind here to the horse because I think I think a lot of people would have got their fingers burnt last week when it found the front. I'm wondering what was going through your mind when it found the front so comfortably. because I would have thought you would be thinking, okay, I reckon we're on here.
0: Last yeah, look, I thought in the run he, he was going to be the horse to beat, but the horse that beat him uh, was ultimate Vinny sprint-lining, 26-9 final quarter. So maybe Matty Craven just didn't go fast enough. Um, if the the winner has been able to speed through going that sort of a split, horse chases really well uh, from behind and he's most consistent. Um, he, he, I, I must admit, I thought he'd be $3.50. So I think that's overs, particularly if you're backing him each way. Um, so, yeah, disappointed he didn't win on the night, but um, it was still a good performance. You take out of the equation where he finished... He obviously had the gate speed, he led, mm. and he was still dashed home in 27. It's just there was one other that has gone slightly quicker than him. Um, he's my each way play. Again, this is based on odds. I'd still would have tipped him on top, but now he's an each way play. Uh, is there place, place prices there? Yeah, you're getting 2.10 a place. Yeah, you're getting 2.10, yeah, $2.10 Would you pref- yeah. prefer to back a place at 2.10 at a major, major? our Uncle Jim and Irvine. I mean our Uncle Jim's five fifty and two thirty, yet we better believe it's six dollars and two ten. Does't make sense to me. Irv, uh, uh,
1: Irvine, it would be Irvine for me only because of this map situation that I think it's got to be behind letter or three poles and it's going to enjoy that. But there's another runner in this race that is double the quote that I had it. it this is a night of markets that are there's not a lot of overs that I can find. They're very similar to my markets, but, um, barrier draws are uh, such a huge factor in markets in harness racing, aren't they? Because there's a horse here who uh, you've been a fan, on for, a fan on for a long time that's been beaten three metres by Yan Bucky at an open class level, seven metres at open class, up to when 120 by He's the Son of a Gun. It's finished fourth behind AG's White Sox at open class level and second to Tango Tara at open class level. It drops down into a race which is a one metro win for up to one twenties, and its name is Cosimo, Dan.
0: Yep, doesn't win out of turn, but it's the right sort of race for him. And again, if you're looking at something at uh, at each way odds, uh, I think he'd be a good each way bet. <clears throat> Just having a look at that market, I haven't tallied up the uh, percentages there, but uh, there's going to be a lot of movement in that market. It looks pretty high. Let's see where it is: 53, 57, 75, fifty seven, seventy five. That'll be about uh,
1: seventy nine. 97 113 118 124 132 yeah right now it's 100 about 142%
0: market yeah okay. so very going to going to be a lot of market moves there there'll be horses 550 at the 21 and conversely 16 into 11 and um, and the like so a um, lot of water to go under that uh, bridge at the moment Slight terror i i don't doubt he deserves to be the favorite he and we be the believer, i think on current form, which is pretty obvious to see for everybody, are the horses that have the best form, and they should be first and second favourites. Nine, four, eight, and one are my selections.
1: Funnily enough, after we've sort of debated the race a little bit and come up with the, the same top four selections, just in a different order. I've gone eight, four, one, and nine. And the good news as we go to our first break of the Friday form panel, Dan, is with that inflated market percentage... You're probably not going to get any that much shorter. For we
0: better believe it. So you can,
1: I mm. mean, you can take the six if you're happy enough now. But you might even get six fifty or
0: seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. The only problem, there's one major problem here. What? Right. First okay. emergency is five dollars fifty. Yeah, I don't know if it will be five dollars fifty if it's not getting. Right. It'd be interesting if it. But if it off. comes out of the market with deductions and the like, We're back then one hundred twenty-four. Then, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's and uh, instead of six dollars, it's five dollars and you know. So
1: on. <laughs> Very intriguing stuff, isn't it? Be, I, maybe Bubba car. I don't know. Right, that's uh, one race down and we've got nine races to go. Friday form panel, Jaybon and Dan Malecki launching the start of your weekend, really, on a Friday morning.
0: So she ran away in her sleep, dream of para, para, paradise, para.
1: I was singing Coldplay on the train of the other day, and people were looking funny at me. So, not well, the first time they've looked strangely at me, though, I've got to say. To be,
0: to be yeah. fair, they would have looked strange at you even if you weren't singing Coldplay. <laughs> 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 I mean that with a lot of love. It has
1: happened before, Dad. So, you'll have to explain to me why, I mean, why are they looking at me so. Um, I'm, not, I'm an odd character, I'm well aware of it. Uh, right, Ray, I'm pretty proud of it. Race 2 is uh, the big screen company. Three year old Paces is one we discussed briefly earlier. Tempting Tigress. Now, if there was no um, Major Delight on planet Earth, uh, I think we'd be talking about Tempting Tigress. Now, Major Delight, just for the, those who don't know and uh, haven't watched Trot's Vision over the, over the long journey, it's been compared with Ladies in Red and even potentially as superior at the same age uh, as a two year old. Tempting Tigress has been beaten twice. Both times by Major Delight was massive coming from the back in the gold brace. Hasn't raced for a few weeks. That is honestly, Dan, I, I couldn't think of one tiny infinitesimal concern apart from the fact that it hasn't raced in a few weeks.
0: Yeah, and it's a short enough gap. It's just a freshen up, really, isn't it? Coming through the the gold crown there. Performed really well. Ran third to Major Delight in the final. It was a good run. Was still making up decent ground. And it's got the class edge. So there would have been... Um, Look, a bit of fitness, even though there's been a freshen up, no doubt there'll be more to come. That's always that little bit of a query, but, um, and being over the uh, uh, distance of 2240 is probably more suitable when you put into perspective against the 1700 metre race. So look, she's got the class to be able to win this race. Uh, And you would think the fitness and strength that she could make the mid-race move, and probably sit without cover, but who knows, even tackle for the lead and get it potentially as well. So I think uh, we would all agree, clearly the one to beat. It just depends on, you know, what sort of price floats your boat. And I'd say $1.45 right now is um, is the right... Uh, it's 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 the right price, but you wouldn't want any shorter. But um, if, like Chinchilla, one-on-one, if you rated every horse against Tempting Tigress one-on-one... Uh, clearly tempting Tigris is going to win. It's just luck and running um, is going to be the key. She can put herself into the race. So I'm talking myself into believing maybe she valued $1.45. I can't really find anything to beat her. But look, Chinchilla I thought was very good first up. Uh, is going to get a good run. Uh, maybe even get to the front here, Chinchilla. So she'll be in a, in the right spot. And the, the one part of me, I saw her win at Hamilton on on Monday. She was really good, impressive, charged down the outside. They had a pretty solid tempo, which suited her. Uh, maybe a bit of a la- uh, lack of gate speed there, so she could end up uh, pegs where the leader's back or three back the inside. But I still think it might be the right place for her to finish it off and, and be in the top four. And Sugar Pover's got plenty of like about her. First dance is the other one, who's going really well. I think they're the key chances the market says that. Uh, tempting Tigress on top. You know when you search hard to try and find something to beat the favourite yeah. and you come up with possible chances but nothing significant or nothing um, that you can confidently uh, tip against the favourite. I'm in that position here, Tempting Tigress, And maybe she deserves greater respect because she has got that terrific record and it's only really major delight that has brought about her undoing and her two defeats. 11, three, 1, and
1: 4. Is there a little bit of a family connection in the breeding of one of these runners? For me, yeah, the two. Yeah. Um, who's watching Lily there, who's uh, beautifully bred out of Melita Bromag. So, pardon me as a uh, sister to Kimball. It's interesting you talk about trying to get the favourite beat, and sometimes you'd, you'd, I uh, I think about it in, in terms of, well, what obstacles and burdens are you going to confront? And one of them, we've already discussed one, is... Um, a lack of racing that is offset dramatically by being trained by Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin, isn't it? Pardon yeah. me. We don't know about the gate speed. So that that's a potential little fly in the ointment. Although um I did watch the wind. It was very impressive, but, and, and even your calls, you know, swayed me to feel it was more impressive, but I'll say, yeah, that the tempo was hot last half, for Hamilton wasn't overly quick. And the SP profile, $9.50. They didn't launch into it as though um, the team felt, that from what it had done at home, that it was immoral. Chinchilla, I reckon they don't like using it early. The, ke- the, the other little fly in the ointment here is Nathan Jack, and I'll be asking him this question on Burning Questions. Sugar Pover has got good gauge speed. I reckon it'll yeah. find the front. And the question is, will, will Nath say no to, to tempting Tigress when she comes around? Now, I would think not. But it's all these little possibilities you try and throw into the melting pot, if not to get the favourite beaten, just to find the price that's right, isn't it, Dan, to try and work out, okay, well, you've got to add an extra 10 cents there because of that possibility, even though it's only a 15% possibility. And it's all a little bit intuitive, but it's a little bit MasterChef just trying to work out what the market is and throw the ingredients
0: in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no doubt. It, look, Sugar Pover's definitely got the gates, but I think Chinchilla has two, but uh, it might be one sitting behind the other, or Sugar Pover might be too quick out, as you said. Um, I look, Tempting Tigress, when I'm looking at her coming around, I think she'd be just as comfortable sitting up without cover uh, anyway um, whichever horse that she's going to sit outside of you're going to feel pretty confident she's probably going to be tougher and faster than even if it is Chinchilla or Sugar Pover but it, that would only come down to um, uh, the race fitness uh, if indeed the other two if they've got that advantage of race fitness on her uh, and that's where she could be lacking in the last little bit but I'm sure I'd feel pretty confident um, with her sitting parked if she made her move at the 1200 or 1300 depends how quick you can you can often get a, an idea of the confidence within the drive as to how mm. soon they want to make the move to go around if, if tempting tigress is weaving through from the back line right at the start well usually that to me that's a sign that that the intent and confidence with uh, with fitness is right there if they allow them to settle and wait to halfway uh, again uh, there's a confidence that they're happy to sit parked for the last half of that race and of course when they just come with one run um you're getting an idea that and you know, there might be a run short so uh, i doubt that's going to be the case here she's up against her own sex and she's probably going to be too good but look sugar pova is an interesting runner because um last two starts and only just got beaten and it has got that gate speed so um Oh, it's good to see a few different form lines here. It makes the race more interesting. Chinchilla's only won one of nine, but it was a good run in the George Croxford last start. And mm. pardon me, I've got to say, when I saw it the other day, it looked a bit plain, looked like it had a lot of improvement to come. I mean, it's beautifully bred fully by Captain Treacherous. Uh, She'll improve off that run, I feel there's no doubt. And that might have had something to do with her starting price the other day, mainly because of the barrier draw. But even when you looked at her, there's a bit of a winter coat coming through. Mm. She was not overly tall. Mm. She didn't stand out. But she would have to improve and improve Mm. length. So... You know, she might have to improve lengths and lengths, but I'm pretty sure she will.
1: All right, I'm I'm going to go 11, 3, three, four, and ten, and I'll talk about why I think a dollar forty-five is a fine price to take in Maltese. When we return for the second hour of the Friday form panel, and we've got a couple of homegrown classic finals to get through as well. So stick with us. Back very soon, Dan lucky and Jay Bond. for
0: you.
1: The mountain and pop. The for Friday the form panel. For uh, just very quickly with tempting tigress. Now we, we correctly predicted that Timmy Richter would um, start around at you know $1. 5, $1. eight last week that. Um, yes. I'm thinking this is a little wilier because of the time between runs, but <coughs> I'm I think the tempting tigress, as long as we hear no negative in, information, we'll start about $1.22. So that's why I'm advocating if you are. Uh, I'm not saying you don't have to choose to play her in your Maltese. I'm going to. You don't have to choose to at home, but if you're going to, I would do it now because I don't think she's going to start any longer than a dollar forty-five. Put it put it that way. Would we agree on that part of it then?
0: Initially, when I looked at the race, I thought outside back row first up it was too short. But when you go through one on one, she can win that race from any position. Yeah. So look, you're probably right. And and look, the other thing with the odds on is. Once the first one wins and then the second one, the rest of them just get shorter because of all-ups and the like anyway. And, look, they can end up starting um, under the odds anyhow. But you, you're probably right in harness. Most of the time, if you can identify a good thing, you're better off backing up a day or two before it odds on because they often get shorter. And case in point was last week a horse that we both suggested is going to start at $1.04 and you could easily get $1.25 until, well, probably an hour before the race.
1: Now, we're going to do the um, Vic Bread Platinum Homegrown Classic final form for the two-year-old trotting colts and geldings and the juvenile trotting fillies. I I didn't add these in as a short price favourites. There's actually two more in these two races, but no way in the world for me Uh, are they going in the multis. Um, I will say this very, very briefly. I've written the article about it tomorrow. The Homegrown Classic um, concept was a very good one, but it is... It's played more positions than Adam Hunter did for West Coast, as I, as I wrote uh, in this article. And I think, that, uh, I think that now we're finally getting it into a spot. It either had to be right at the end of the season for the, for the horses who didn't compete in the big futurities or nice and early to quarantine them away because there have been periods where these races have been in the wrong spot, haven't they, the homegrowns? And I, I like them here better than where they've been at stages over the last couple of years.
0: Uh, Look, you're right, Um, but again, uh, a sore point with me over the years, these are the trotters, uh, but similarly uh, so, opportunities to race in for two-year-olds and uh, the allowance of massaging the field sizes to allow two-year-olds to get to the track. Here we are faced with the majority of the field having only had the one start, which was in the heat. In fact, there was only that one heat that allowed them to get in to have a race. I dare think of how many other opportunities missed by connections um, to run in races as a two year old. So, and I know it's happened with the paces previously as well. And I just think the opportunity for uh, owners who have um, most recently invested uh, into horses, whether it's by breeding or whether it's by uh, purchasing at the sales. They need opportunities to get their money back because if they're getting the opportunity of winning a Vic bread or prize money back, they will probably breed again. So I think it's hurting the breeding industry um, because what happens if the field size or the acceptances are six or less, the race gets aborted, abandoned, and, um, and you miss out on opportunity. Now, when that happens time and time again, and I'm sure there's plenty of breeders and there's plenty of owners and frustrated trainers out there where that's happened, um it uh you know you belt your head against the brick wall so often i i I know i've been on about it a fair bit but i'm not sure key people get it every other state in australia allow races where you can have fields of four for two-year-olds and at the other end we missed an opportunity with just believe so at the marquee end again have that opportunity Mm. um to, to have those horses race uh, there's more opportunities for all other classes that are in between. So look, it's good that this race is on for them. And it's you mentioned the time of the year that's available, but I'm sure there was a lot of frustrations from many of those uh, owners, breeders, uh, preparers uh, to get these horses uh, into today's race with a lack of opportunities that May or may not have been there. I wasn't keeping a close eye on the trotting the yeah. races leading up to this, but I know what it's been like in the pacing races for the two-year-olds, and it's very off-putting.
1: Well, it's, it, particularly when, you're, uh, when you've when you made the effort and, and you're fortunate enough to get a two-year-old that is up and going a little bit earlier than the others, you think, well, I want to make hay while the sun shines. Now, because of the, the, there only being a dress rehearsal, one qualifier for this Vic bred Platinum Homegrown Classic decider for the two-year-old trotting and geldings what you see should be what you get.
0: Yeah, there is one Whizzy horse. Wig.
1: There is one Rocky, Rocky Valley deserves to be favourite, but there is one horse in this race that, based on its only start, seems to be massively over the odds, and I wonder whether we've we've both found it. Even if you only want to back it for a place here, Dan.
0: Uh, are you well? I was going to say Kofax because of the draw. Um, uh, have you found something else like a? Uh, I would imagine. Actually, I'm not sure. I'd just be in straws. Henry's horse was enormous. H- Henry's horse, yep. And,
1: and, and had trialled well around Courage's Law. We know Courage's Law's got ability. Um, if somebody just whispered in Courage's Law, this is a trial and not a race, mate. This is a trial. It's fine. You don't have to break up and do things wrong because you just do <sighs> trials. He'd be okay because he's trialled spectacularly and that's why his SP profile continues to be unbelievable. So Courage's Law has had the five starts. The, these are his odds. 480, 420, 310, 265, 50. He's won one of those races and made mistakes in just about everything and been beaten distanced, been beaten 80 metres, 58 metres. So they know how good he is. Henry's horse made a late mistake and was just absolutely phenomenal, I thought. and um, its heat, it's 21 and 270. But Rocky Valley, professional, gate speed, lead, Kufax behind the leader. There's a very strong argument to be made that this is, this should be a predictable contest, Dan
0: yeah yeah look uh, I think so I, i'm I'm happy enough to go with Koufax. i mean, good luck to heather Morrissey he, um looks a nice type of horse, certainly forward enough and gets a good gait if 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 he can show some improvement on his last run he 's going to represent that slightly better value i don 't think there's much between Koufax and Rocky Valley on what we saw at maryborough um Rocky valley's got the natural gait speed and is likely to lead and it might end up a similar situation to last time, but i've tipped one four. Uh, you mentioned Henry's horse. Um, he galloped at the start from barrier number one here. Um, I'm not put off by uh, the outside gate here with further experience. His manners are obviously um, are important, as they are to every other horse in the race. And I think Courage, as law only, has to trot um, all the way to be uh, in the mix as well. One, four, seven, six.
1: And we move on to the second of the homegrown classic deciders, this time for the freshman trotting fillies and um two qualifiers here but again what you see should be what you get you would think violet stanford um was very very good for nathan jack train and driver on debut showed gate speed one by 25 meters and the last bit of the race was clearly the best uh, quite staggeringly both qualifiers for this race were recorded in exactly the same mile rate of 2032 but the last half was much quicker for violet stanford having said that if this horse awesome Moldy's Mac, gets it right, I'm sure it can beat it. What do you reckon, Dan?
0: Um, yeah, look, still learning about them. There's, there's, you know, one of those races, or, or I should say that both races had smaller field sources that it did uh, things wrong by process elimination. Some of those horses had to run the, in the positions that they did. Um, with a barrier draw to suit Violet Stanford, it's hard to go past her, but there's too many... Um, well, there's queries on natural improvement, isn't there? Yeah. Um, and also, always a concern at this time of the year is when these horses qualify in the daytime and then they go to run in their finals at night, you know, yeah. at 6.39 and That's even the point. race before, mm. the lights are going to be on, uh, it's darker. There, there are circumstances for some of these they haven't experienced before and they're little one percenters, I know, but it's the one percenters that make you a winner and it's the one percenter that makes you a loser generally. So there are all these little uh, other factors to be concerned about. I, um, I, I I, like the one, I think Maori's Mac is the one that can improve, but look, we saw waywardness, greenness, um we saw poor trotting skills in a way. Um, so that's not to say they're going to overcome those in one hit. And I'm not just pointing the finger at Mary's Mac. There's plenty of others there. Uh, but with natural improvement, they could improve 30 metres just from first start to second start. So um, big query on the race, particularly if you're taking a really short price on Violet Stanford. but at least she ticked that box and you know she's a professional racehorse. So she's my uh, selection here. I, I don't really have any hesitation tipping her, but... Tobacco is something different. Um, one on top. You mentioned Maori's Mac. Um, you would think there'd be natural improvement to come. Doesn't always mean they're going to end up behind the leader just because they've drawn inside of the back row. Uh, Centurion Dream, number 10. Um, and the horse that beat her was third eye, the seven. So one eight ten and 7. There's a few others I could easily mention to be possible chances if you were taking... Your um, early quaddy, for example, or even extending uh, your trifecta first four tips. I think Magic Law uh, deserves to be mentioned, even though she was well held by Violet Stanford last start. Violet Stanford only has to make a mistake, and all of a sudden Magic Law's made up the twenty-five meters. So, and uh, and even um, there was the other one that I um, that uh, has got top four claims based on a uh, decent effort last start, and that was the. Yes, yeah, I mentioned third eye, the seven, but the fiery sunset yeah. might be another one because it did do a bit of work last start and with Maddie Craven, there's another one that you wouldn't leave out if you wanted to go really wide and get through to that last leg of the uh, early quaddie. But I, I think the one in a way picks herself, but surely something else has got to come out of the pack after having that race experience. Yeah,
1: I find these look. I find these races very hard to to, to summon a bet in because Volt Stanford to me is too short unless the Nathan Jaguars declares it uh, on burning questions later on today, but even if he does, on I a dollar fifty for uh, for juvenile trotter having a second start, I can't do it. Moldy's Mac, I actually haven't mapped to be behind the leader. I reckon if it is behind the leader, it will win. Um, I, I, and I, the run was just mind blowing, really, from Moldy's Mac on debut. So um, it can win. Third, I seems ridiculous odds. I know the SP says SP profile says. It was $26 on debut, uh, Maddigath training and driving. But I think that's, uh, you know, it, was, it ran the gate, was bolting in behind, and won pretty comfortably over a horse in Centurion Dream, who, if you don't mind, has beaten Rocky Valley, second to Cadence Lane, who's got a lot of ability, beaten Star of Patrick. So that form line's got to be good. It's got to be good. And, and Third Eye, it was no fluke that Third Eye won the race. So for it to turn up 16 and 260... I'd prefer to take the 260 about it to run a drum than Violet Stanford $1.50 to win anyway, Dan.
0: Yeah, yeah, you make a good point. Um, Again, a race that will be plenty of fluctuations, I would imagine, but also uh, a a race that's important to keep an eye on the horses, particularly as they parade and warm up.
1: Break time. When we return, we're going to kick off the quaddie, and it's really interesting stuff, and I'll tell you why. I'll I'll give a little teaser. I'll be a little pony here before we go to a break. I've marked, he's a son of a gun, on top and favourite at almost exactly the same price that he is, and in some ways I'm totally disgusted. I can't actually back the horse, even though I've got him on top, at the exact price that he is. And I'll tell you why. It's a little bit of a weird situation, but we'll talk through it. Dan Malagy and Jabe on Friday form panel, break time, comeback and we'll start the really good races, in my opinion, even though we've got those homegrown classics, the Quaddy leg starting with the fifth, the fast class pace, the Western forward. would be right up there. He'd be very close. Uh, be one of my heroes. I try not to have heroes. Um, some of the people you meet, you think are going to be your heroes,
0: um, let you down, rock stars and such. Right, race five. Give us top three. Go on. You, you've you've opened the little door there. Little skeletons that uh, are wanting to jump out of the closet. Just give us an idea here. Am um, I on air here? Um, of, uh, but, uh, <clears throat> if you want to not say their name, you mm-hmm. can give us uh, a bit of an idea and let us do a bit of the thinking as well. Three people that have let you down thought were idols, but turned out to be, well, in your words, oh. jerks.
1: Well, actually, I'm just I'm just going to put it this way, okay? Particularly, um, present company totally excluded. I mean, the opposite. I reckon, and I've told people this, I reckon it works this way most of the time, particularly in, say, sporting media or or media or whatever it might be in general. The people you don't very much like as broadcasters are quite often the people that when you meet them are lovely and polite and engaging, and the ones that you do like are more often than not jerks. And I don't know, that's been my experience... All of the way through, um, and some people are just one thing I will not stand for, then is if you walk past anybody, if I walked past, um, you know, uh, Prince Charles, whatever it is, and said hello, and he doesn't say hi back,
0: he's king, by the way. No wonder he wouldn't talk to well, you.
1: Well, he's a king, is he? I mean. <laughs> Is he? That doesn't even make sense that he's the king. Anyway, he is the king right now, though. Yeah, the coronation has taken place, correct um, But I can walk past anybody, and if I say hello and they don't say hello back, mm. and he's strike one, and and I'm not giving you a three, you get two strikes.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I'm with you all the way there. In fact, I usually scratch after one.
1: I mean, but just think, just think, like, and we, you know, we, we we're all uh, sort of realise where we are in life, and but you are uh, you know you've called what you know ten Melbourne Cups. You've been you've been at the top of your, your trade for all these years, and yet I don't reckon there would be one person on track at any track in Victoria, or um, when you go and get a coffee that you wouldn't have a conversation with and, and show humility. And um, because you do, I mean, none of it. None of us are that that special, are we? I mean. No, of course men, All men were not created equal. That is incorrect. (laughs) That is incorrect. Some men were created better than the other men, and some women were created better than the other women. And and some of them have worked out to be better. But, like, this, people who take themselves too seriously can can get out of my life. What do you reckon?
0: Yeah, totally. And you've got to know your limitations. You know that old line of Clint Eastwood's, I I abide by and a man has got to know his limitations. And... um, you know, it's not getting ahead of yourself and believing that you're someone that you're not. And um, <clears throat> you said you got to keep uh, some sort of humility there but also have a thirst for wanting to get better, which yes. means you keep yeah. learning so you're never, never satisfied you're ever anything special. Um, and, um, I, look, I agree with you. I think what you say is right. There's nothing more disappointing if you, you meet someone that is um, their expectations, uh, well, uh, uh, are somewhat... Um, Disappointing, or or don't match up with your um, your estimations of them. But to be fair, that doesn't happen too often. Uh, On the flip side, uh, it's great to be able to find some heroes and some idols that are exactly who you think that they are, and that's that makes it feel pretty good when that um, opportunity uh, occurs, if indeed you do. or, Or on the flip side to that, again, sometimes you're a little bit uh, intimidated to uh, have uh, the potential for that to be spoiled by finding out they are not who you think they are.
1: Well, I, you know, you're my um, <clears throat> harness racing hero. My sports broadcasting hero, I, I rate Bruce McEvoney above everybody else by in Australia by a space, right? In terms of sports broadcasting, um, guys like Phil Liggett and, and, and others, there's only a handful that I just think are absolutely exceptional. And I didn't get a, a great conversation with um, with Bruce when he came down for the inter-dominion, but he was kind. He's always generous with his time. And th- here's a little lesson as we get into race five. I reckon the p- number one... Well, there's two. One, the people you, you meet on the way up, be nice to them because you'll meet the same people on the way down. Everyone always says that. But number two, what I find is people who aren't great at their craft are insecure. And even if they're in a really good position... They still want to be fighting and playing in the jungle. And the people and the people like uh, Dan Malecki and, and Bruce McEvany, who know that they're elite at their craft, don't have to behave that way anymore. Race five <laughs> at Melton. Um, yeah, this is... He's the son of a gun. Like, I was... I don't know what I was hoping for price-wise. I, I'm not sure I, I wanted to back the horse anyway, but we both love he's the son of a gun. You found the horse first up from a break this draw makes life awfully difficult in a fast class affair doesn't it but i do see a a situation where there's going to be a fair bit going on and one of those races where and you'd love to see this because we don't see it often enough where maybe three or four horses roll around in search of forward positions in transit and that would obviously favor the horse drawn outside the second row who is the favorite at $3.40 dan
0: Yep, uh, he's going to be very hard to beat. Uh, I, I think he's a really good sit sprinter. He's probably better uh, that way. I mean, still challenging and he's still early on in his preparation, but I think that um, he's the horse to beat, uh, Jace, still. Um, but then again, you've got to like Bucky and won a similar class of race first up. Didn't have to do much work, was able to lead. I think he can chase well also. Uh, and then you've got Chilabi Nitro, who was terrific finding the line last time. Fit enough now, gets the good gate. And... Um, and I think Crime Rider, I'm not giving up on Crime Rider. What he's been missing out on is mm. genuinely run races. Mm. So he's the other one that is in the mix as well. So my tips are 13, 9, 1, and 8. There's plenty of other horses that you can include as being a chance if they get the, the right runs uh, in transit.
1: Potentially outside of Rick Riley, and maybe if you really wanted to, I could make a case for everything here if I needed to. So Serge Blanco's flying, Yambaki, and terrific first up. Um, trailing draw okay, maybe he rips around one run. The one that I was hoping for a price, uh, it was Jillyby Nitro. Jillyby Nitro, you know what I liked to see from Jillyby Nitro last start down was the fact that he was used off the gate. It wasn't successful, but he used a little bit of petrol and he still finished off amazingly well. And that's been the big concern for us, hasn't it? That if you use him at all, there was a period there, if you used him at all early, that would flatten him. But... There were signs, and when you when you draw the pole, that is um, that's super significant because now he can he can kick up and potentially wait for the horse that he
0: wants to hand up to in transit. Certainly, yeah, and he's fit enough as well. Two runs back, and he's still even if he's not a hundred percent, if he's ninety nine point eight, he gets the right draw to offset that other point two, and he can run top four. Whether he can win. I think he's a winning chance, but he can certainly be a good play in the t- to run top four. I think Cobb is in the mix, to be honest. I think um... he's had a few chances now. I don't know what to make of him. I just don't think he's got the necessary gate speed to put him in the race early, and then he's not good enough to do the work. So he sort of needs um, he's the Goldilocks horse. He needs everything just right. I'm starting to think maybe I'm wrong. But he's he's racked up quite a few opportunities where I thought he was capable of winning and he hasn't been able to. Gate, lately.
1: Gate 2, depending on the circumstances though, might give him the goldilocks, mightn't it? Like if he settles what he needs to be is in a striking role without having to do a lot and be able to peel and roll. Yeah. Right. And yep. that may, may happen. So like if you if he was much shorter, I wouldn't I wouldn't mention him, but he's fifteen dollars and you think, well, I'll be throwing him in my quaddy I've got to say. Ultimate Vinny well done last start. I don't think he'll be winning here. Well, I'd understand Barker. Um Alfred E. Newman if he uh, if he can get the job done again. Um Vanquished Stride should have been in the field. I've already I don't know how he didn't he's missed out on, on getting in this field, um given his current form. Uh Yankee Gold's over the odds, I think at thirty-four dollars, he'll be better uh, third up from a break. So wide open race. I settled on thirteen one, seven nine. I've thrown in two, but I still think, I I made the suggested bet in the form commentary, uh, Gilliby Nitro each way, and I'm not deviating from that because this is a very good horse. He went through an Inter-Dominion Series. He was a gun juvenile. He's got the pole marking draw. He's third up from a break. He's got gate speed, 8.50 and 2.60 each way. I'm happy with that. Time for the news when we come back. We'll talk about races six and seven. heat of the Vic Bread Platinum Metropolitan Pace Series and the I didn't do it. Trotter's free-for-all. Back soon.
0: What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au, nothing to
1: lose. Far away, far away. You away. That sort of model fits to one of the great recruits from the City of churches. I to see it before she was big. That's that, that, my claim to fame. Right, we move on to race six. Do you, do you like that kind of pop music? I, I would think you. You've got a fairly um, broad taste in, in all of the arts, then.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've got no. I mean,
1: classical stuff. I know you're a Shakespeare fan, but I, you yeah. know, I, I think right across the board, I think uh, you. Yeah, I can. I can imagine you've got it when it comes to the arts and creative pursuits. You would have a broad. Uh, yeah, or I do, it?
0: absolutely. Yep, and depends on my mood from day to day and I change it up a bit, yeah, but titanium is a very um, well-known song and yeah. very good and gets you going and um, if you need to to get pumped up, but um, absolutely, cross-section. There's probably only a few areas that I'm not so keen on, but overall, um, there's not too much in my playlist um, that somebody wouldn't like.
1: Jazz is the only one that I can't do. Kefaji um, doesn't get me pumped up. At the moment, I can tell you that. $2.30 favourite. I mean. Really?
0: Yeah. I, like, you know, did not that. Right. Oh, raw Ross goes out, is Yes.
1: It? Raw Ross goes out yeah. and so's Ghost of Time. Um But even even then, jeez, you'd need to be brave, wouldn't you, to, to be back in Carvajie at
0: $2.30, I would have thought. <laughs> Brave's one word I wouldn't have used. No, well, you, well so there, <laughs> there, there's another word,
1: but I don't want to be pejorative to anybody who's done it, but it starts as stupid... Or Moro- or Imbus <laughs>
0: yeah, those ones. Um, mm, mm. this mm-hmm. is a race where my first thought is to to look away from Kafaji yes. at two dollars thirty. Look, even last start, look, um, the horses that he finished in front of, they were they were sort of maidens and, and class one horses. And he wasn't so...
1: close enough to the big three, was he? He was
0: just sort of no. He was, he just was gone going at for the five hundred. Yeah. Um yeah i i don't think he's going well enough if it was a matter of just getting fitted with each run i i think he's he's lost his mojo hasn't he so um i can't uh i i i'm looking away from him look goddess smudge gets a better barrier draw and that might help i thought he's win at charlton charlton was terrific so if he's able to work to the front here he might be a good chance to do that i think aussie Playboy's going well enough uh i've also got batman barry as an improver and 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 wonga lake I, i've i've left kafaji out completely
1: okay yeah well i i mean i almost totally agree here so i've gone i've actually got aussie playboy on top now get to i'll get to a little situational you know uh, circumstance in a moment but uh aussie playboy got a smudge major chances and then you're out i've thrown in Kefaji. Uh, now and uh, Prince Sahara goes. But Batman Batman Barry could have nearly crossed these even with Ghost of Time in the field. And now the temptation is going to be too great, isn't it? But the question is, you know, what do we make of the first up run? I I think that information, look, the pre-rest interview with Jason Leahy is going to be critical, isn't it? Because um, Batman Barry actually trolled pretty well and then the run was just odd and now we need confirmation that they believe he's going pretty well because if he is he'll just cross him in a heartbeat here i would have thought
0: yeah yeah absolutely and and then all of a sudden Mm. he's price i think this is seven dollars but he's it'd be a three dollar eighty shot then wouldn't he in front if he knew he could cross not sure got a smudge is the brilliant enough beginner prince sahara is not really known for his gate spread wonga lake you'd think would look to take the trail unless there wasn't anything quick enough Rocky Creed, horse that can get out okay. They mm. might have a crack in the early part. Even I'm Shadow Box has got gauge speed and it, yep. not sure I'm, where I'm at with him. Look, yeah. he, the, the Star Celebrity run was okay. There was a couple of runs prior to that that were okay and then he comes up with a poor run either side of it. Um, probably, well, you can't tip him with confidence but it's just that sort of race where you're trying to draw on the most positive negative <laughs> to find the winner.
1: I reckon the, the only thing I'm going to say before we move on to the next race is almost always in 1,720-metre races, if you're drawn into the second row, I mean, eight or nine out of ten times you've got to follow through because it's too hard to win otherwise. But if I was Aussie playboy here, knowing Kafaji's going to take off at some point, Dan, I'd, I'd just ease back and get on his back and, get on his back, and yeah. just follow him yeah.
0: in, wouldn't you? I, I think you're right. Well, depending on where Wonga Lake uh, yeah. ends up, is there any chance that Wonga Lake could end up in front? I
1: don't. I don't think so. No. I think yeah. it'll be I think behind letters, very best it'll be. Yeah,
0: and, yeah, and look Aussie Playboy is going well enough um, that that might be the right tactic to play anyway um, to follow through Kafaji and have the last shot at him. I think he's going well enough. I'd have my confidence he'd be able running down Kafaji on recent performances. Uh, if he runs up to what we saw last start, um, he's going to struggle getting a place. He actually has to improve, I think, on his last run. I know he did a little bit of work, went around them, but he's well off where he used to be. And even though that petting on, I think, form line, it's it's a look. It's a good form line. Uh, being beaten nine meters by those two horses doesn't sound too bad. But it was more the way he really toiled from about the four hundred meters. I still think that he would have to improve. Another 10 metres to be right in the thick of things here.
1: The problem is it feels psychological more than physical, and sometimes that's even worse. Because if, if you've sort of, if you, if, if you go out of the races as a racehorse or any athlete and you're going through the motions and that's what it feels like he's doing, well, it's um, the genius of Emma and Clayton are the there might be a couple of people out of very few that might be able to turn him around, but not with my money at the moment. Right, the I didn't do it, Trotter's free-for-all. Um, one hero that I have met that hasn't disappointed me is Queen Elida. I have just I've, I just love her. And the run at Menangle an almost showed a different side of her last start. But prior to that, like I can't get out of my head that win over Ultimate Stride. And I can make a case for Ultimate Stride, but when you go back and watch that race when Ultimate Stride was it. in front and Queen Elida was sitting last in a small field and just peeled and rolled and breezed on by. I mean, it feels like it feels like as good as Ultimate's tried and One Overall and a couple of others are, Queen Light is just in her own world in this race, Dan.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, she was terrific last start. And they were out there to run time. It was quite obvious. But the way she wanted to keep finding the line, you know, there was a real bottom to her work ethic, wasn't there? She wanted to be a racehorse, clearly, at the top of her game. And... Um, I think uh, she's clearly the one to beat here, eight from uh, four, five and um, and nine credit masters. So no real surprises eight four five, nine, but um she's in the zone at the moment. She's rightly wearing that regal crown. Yep, I just think she's unbelievable.
1: Eight, four, five, and three for me. We'll take a break, come back, we'll talk about the Richmond Lass, which is a time honored race. Uh, the Victorian Platinum Metropolitan Trot final, a couple of short prize favorites, and also the final event on the card, which is the second head of the Metro Pace. Stick with us, Dan Blakey J having fun as we always do on the Friday form panel. Am I on air here?
0: So take a step backwards for a little
1: while And find it there
0: It's hey. something that I can't hey. explain So
1: I may hey. this to burn this That is, that's a strange man Noise. I was going to say noise, noise works. works. I, sorry, I'm cancelling. No. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's definitely noise works. Yeah, noise works. Yeah, yeah, yeah noise works. Um, anyway, we move on. Race seven. Uh, we've already gone through that. Is Queen of Light is going to get the job done there. Race eight is the Richmond Lass. Now, you, I, I heard a questioning tone in your voice with the inside of it, But here's what I reckon is going to happen. Um, I, the Wolf's got Gateshead. We, we know might get across the one beach life i don't think heavenly charm gets involved even though it has gauge speed and beach life leads and i reckon even though this is only over seventeen twenty, Encypher might just be able to slice through here behind the wolf get close enough whip around and i reckon with 800 to go in might be in front and at that point the dollar 55 looks all right i reckon dan
0: mm. yeah no that's fair enough look and rightly so she was first up and she had to work outside a really informed mare. Just the of, slightest of queries, and there could be re- m- multiple reasons for this. That first up run was the 8th of April. This is six weeks later. Were there races that didn't stand up that she couldn't run in, or has she had a setback?
1: Well, she did trial and beat Yan in in the trials, I think, in between that. So I – and Jan turned up and won first up from a break. So you, 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 you never know, do you? you? You never know. But having said that – the I think um, the counter-argument would be that for a mare as good as she is, and we're talking about, you know, huge races later in the year, probably just managing her seems um, a reasonable way of going, but it doesn't. I mean, it could be something, but on the other side, you're just thinking to yourself, well, she could play a trade knocking around these races or just sort of, yeah. be kept up to the mark knowing that there's a um, much bigger uh, blue credit to fry yeah
0: <laughs> e- indeed um that's my query more re- related to the odds uh petty on I-, I think they're the best two horses in the race clearly and then you just got a slot in the stable mates where they fit in the pecking order in this instance in von Art and beach live so I've gone that order nine eight five and four, Emma Stewart with um, the four, what I consider to be the four main runners here. And outside of that quartet, look, It's happening and Ivory was terrific last week and she might be going well enough that she can split some of them. Heavenly Charm would need to get to the peg somewhere um, in order to split some of the more fancied runners. And I suppose the Wolf don't always know what to make of the Wolf because mm-hmm. she, she can often look impressive. and uh, Usually when she comes to town, she's found out, but... Look, it might be as simple as nine, eight, five, and four. I've gone
1: at nine, four, eight, and five, and we're always given us a hurry up here for the last two races. So Metro Trot final, very clear, quick case. I don't want to you on top, three, eight, nine, and six, but to be honest, this is what I'll be doing. Sir Patrick each way, Copico battered one by three, don't touch the Juco one by four, and trying to get this horse beaten this time, Dan.
0: I've picked out a horse at odds here. I think it's going well. Back to the front line, Ebony's Avenger. I I think Mm. she's just going well. She needs to be able to begin with and put herself into a spot. She was terrific last time. You know, in the stronger form line coming through this race, Arookoe and Sir Patrick. So a dollar a win, $4 a place ratio, rather than trying to tip you into Arookoe, who we all know is going to be very hard to beat. So I've tipped two each way. I'm a long shot for the day. Two, three, eight, and... uh, nine
1: i've gone seven nine four and eight in the final event i don't know what to make of LB two chains but he simply gets his race you would have thought monomia yeah. is the interesting one if we if there was any support i think rob orb is on uh Trots vision with uh, myself kirsten graham tomorrow and um are you calling tomorrow night dad no i'm not no so we'll have a different caller but um,
0: lucky lucky
1: mackintosh lucky Tosh, who we love um yeah, that, that's class-wise, it's the only one I think that can beat it. So, although Springfield affair, first up for Marg Lee. Sanday's been going okay, um, but I'll go with LB Two Chains here seven nine four and eight. Don't know if I'll be having a big bet in the last end.
0: Uh, look, LB Two Chains. I think it's his race. I think he has to win seven four nine and five.
1: All right, we'll take our final break. Come back. We've still got two segments to go. We're going to launch a brand new segment called Multiculture because I don't want to know anything about what I did with Multiculture. All the best bets last week, really. I'd, I'd, I'd prefer just a clean slate. Let's start again. We'll be back soon with the very first ever uh, best bets and multiculture here on the Friday form panel. D Mills, J Bond, one more stanza to go.
0: Here
1: are the panel's best.
0: Uh,
1: Best bets. I am going to go for a cheap little uh, 3 legger. I've already sort of lamplighted this. Tempting Tigress, race two, number 11, I think is a morale. I think the same about race seven, number eight, Queen Alida. And I think the same about race eight, number nine, In cipher, And amazingly, well, not amazingly, but you're getting slightly better than $3 about it. I'll add something more to Multiculture. But um, your best, I've got a good feeling that, There's going to be something going on here with race one, number nine. We better believe it.
0: I think I've tipped We Better Believe It as the best each way special about three weeks in a row. And I it think, keeps running. I think you've tipped it more times than it's run in Victoria, to be <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> But it keeps, but each time it's been better than $2 the place. So you haven't been losing on it. It's firming up. But if you're getting on early, it hasn't let us down. So this is my, my best bets. Look, I, I was angling towards He's the Son of a Gun, race five, number 13, but also race 10, that number seven LB2 chains. My best uh, each way is race six, number four, got a smudge. My long shot is race nine, number two, uh, which is Ebony's Avenger. Four and all up. I've constructed it this way. Uh, In the first race, a place at number nine, we better believe it, into a win, race two, number 11, Tempting Tigress, into a win, race eight, uh, number eight. Sorry, race seven, number eight, Queen of the third leg, and to come home with LB two chains to win in the last leg. They're all up. That's better than ten dollars. So, is that uh, what do you think? Is that worthwhile taking? It sounds good. I, I
1: think also you should buy shares. Okay, okay, you should be a sh- buy shares in Matty Craven. That he's going to be. Uh, he's going to be required for you to to dominate. I think tomorrow night Uh number True. of Matty Craven train runners. Uh, Play it. We've already got the multi, I think, from down there with the $10, but...
0: It's time for Multiculture. Well, did I jump the gun, did I? The first time ever.
1: Actually, you know what? Given we played this thing out, give that one more. Have you, hopefully, you've got it written down.
0: Yep. Yeah. Race that, one, a yeah. uh, place number nine. Yes. We better believe it, uh, which is a $2.10. Into race two, number eleven to win, tempting tigress at a dollar forty-five. Yep. Race seven, number eight, queen alighted to win at a dollar thirty-five. Yes. Into Elby two chains, race ten, number seven at two dollars fifty. So all up, uh, you're looking at better than ten dollars. But it'll be entertainment for the whole night if we're able to be alive from race number one. It'll go through to race ten. Ten dollars twenty-seven at the moment. You get an opportunity for the. Accelerator boost thing, you know, it could be closer to eleven dollars. But that's prices at the moment. And I reckon we've identified all of those horses could actually firm up from the prices they are now.
1: Reese Nicholson, uh, back to drive LB2 chains in that final event on uh, on the card tomorrow night. So here's mine. Uh race one number eight, Irvine to place, given that incredible record. In fact, record from three poles is even very good, but behind the leader, three from three if it's there. I don't well. Even if it doesn't win, I'd, I'd, I'd honestly be, be quite shocked if it didn't run a place. Anyway, it doesn't run a place. Major Major is such a mercurial horse that if it falls back in our face. We're in a bit of trouble. Uh, race two, number f- uh, eleven, uh, tempting Tigress to win. Then we're going to go into race five, number one, Jellybean Nitro to run a place. Into um, race seven, number eight, Queen Lighter to win. Into race eight, number Nine in cipher to win, and that'll take us out. So that'll also be about. I think that'll get up to eight or nine dollars. To be honest, so we're gonna have a decent crack here. And to be honest, both of them sound. Sometimes you hear these multis, or you say them, even and they don't sound that appealing. But they both sound quite appealing. I think Dan.
0: I you've um, you've won me over.
1: <laughs> well, I think we have them both, and uh, it'll be. It's going to be very hard to miss. The only thing is, we always. This is the balance, and we've got to go in just a moment. But the balance is uh, wanting to have the bit early, but there's a little bit more information that we can get. And obviously, we'll get some of that out of Burning Questions via Nathan Jack and Connor Clark. But um, terrific show as always, mate. We have been, we've been getting a lot right recently. I think I found eight of the nine leaders last week without making money. We get, we're getting a lot right without, I, I don't think, making a killing, but I reckon we'll make a killing tomorrow night. Are, are we confident?
0: Uh, I'm confident through your confidence. Yeah, that's,
1: well, that's what I try and do. But unfortunately, sometimes I take people down with me. come out and try and save <laughs> me while I'm drowning. Um, good on you, Dan. Great chat and great, chatting, great uh, show
0: again. Likewise. Thanks, Jays.
1: Au revoir. Hopefully, you enjoy the rest of the programming on SEN Track today. And God bless you. What's Trost Vision tomorrow night?